Alright, here we go. I'm sorry, Mimi. You heard? Mimi! Alright, we, we not having We want to do a community. Okay, so sit on this. You know? Chance one week, man. 37. Period. I got one. Yeah, yeah, Let me tell you how people were stopping me in the street saying, hey, like, yo, hey, Moose wasn't 46, bro. I'm a oh, Cowboys fan. Stop messing with me. He was 48. I'm like, I know, I know. I thought about it after. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Am University. I'm your host, Antoine Miller. Wayne Smalls. What's up, brother? Looking slim, looking fit. Y'all saw Wayne? He look. He been looking real, you know, the last couple episodes. You know, getting out there, pulling up them jump shots from 35 feet away, I think it's, I think it's really benefiting him. I just had to throw that out there. How your week going, Wayne? Good. Episode 47, what you got? John Lynch, that's the only one that I could think of. John Lynch was hard a bad boy. Remember John Lynch? I remember. He was a hard-hitting Tampa Bay. There you go. That was, that was his good year. Never Broncos. Never Broncos. He was, he was a real good hard-hitting safety. Stan Spotswood. I got my dad on this show, everybody. Peace. How you doing, brother? <laughs> Man, I, I tell you what. This is the most exciting thing that's happened to me in the... Uh, 24 hours. <laughs> no, I'm really, I'm really, I'm really excited to be here. Hey, man. I'm glad to have you. I'm glad to have you. So let's just, uh, let's dive right into it. So first I want to say um, congratulations to Nas on an amazing album. And the reason I said that is because I think it's a great segue into what we're talking about today. And congratulations I, to Knuckleheads, too. Uh, good episode. <laughs> it was a good episode. It really does. It really was a good episode, though. That, that, that was a great episode. <laughs> God love Wayne, man. Um, so Nas came out with an album over the weekend uh, called King's Disease Two, and um, I think it's phenomenal. I think him getting with Hit Boy, the younger guy, I think that really made it. It balanced him out um, as far as his seniority in the game, whatever like that. But what I like I like most about it is me personally. I've never thought Nas. Was like a uh, he never adjusted in his music. Um, you know, Illmatic, Stillmatic. We knew Nas as a lyricist, but he never tried to be a well-rounded artist. I think this type of work made him a well-rounded artist, and I think he really tried to mature with his music. And I segue that into what we're talking about today, which is being a man, right? Um, from what I see. I see a lot of guys shy away from taking care of their responsibilities and trying to mature in life. I think um, we always look for the easy way out and things and we just go with the flow type of thing. And I think it's really stunting our growth as men and especially in the black community as men. So um, I just want to have a dialogue about it, you know, and, and see where it ends. So for the panel and y'all and y'all um, and y'all opinion, what do y'all think makes a good man? Start with you. I think the first thing I think about is to be responsible, you know, for your actions. Uh, to be a good man is to be responsible for your actions, and and that means that you're responsible for your good actions and your bad actions. You know, uh, 
Uh, I think a lot of times as men, you know, it's easy for us to, to be responsible and talk about the good things that we've done. But uh, as a father and as an educator, for me, um, I think one of the best things that I can do is to admit to my, my children, admit to my wife, or admit to my students when I make a mistake, you know. Because immediately what that does is it gives me credibility. I think about the students in the classroom, for example. I have on my educator, black educator shirt that I'm proud of. Um, you know, for the students in the classroom, I, I've seen teachers and, and male teachers that, you know, would uh, never, never admit when they're wrong. And students can see right through that. And I think that the foundation of, of manhood is, is taking responsibility for your mistake. And it really, it's a really small thing. But just by, you know, confessing, say, hey, I'm sorry, that was my fault. You know, telling your kids, hey, you're right, I was wrong. Hey, daddy went off. Daddy got upset. Please forgive me, daddy, I'm sorry. You know, telling your wife or your, or your partner, you know, hey, I'm sorry, you know. I think what that does is it, it takes more of being a man to do that than it does to, you know, do the other thing, which is what we often do, is to try to put on some type of a macho role as if we never really admit when we make a mistake. So let me, let me, because again, and you'll understand this, and Wayne will understand this when I say it, let me play devil's advocate, advocate to what you just said. What about the repercussions that come with that, that honesty, though? Is this, is it like... Because, you know, we're, as men, we're extremely fearful. I, I, I want to say that's why we're not honest, right? Because of the repercussions. And yeah. how, how do we go about that or whatever like that? But you, or do you think having an honesty is still, is still the tip of the top of what makes most sense and what's most important? Yeah. Not necessarily the repercussions of it. Yeah, I mean, I think the repercussions of it are temporary. But the benefits of it are long-lasting, you know. And so, uh, and I think a lot of times while we struggle with it, as you did mention, our fears, but also our insecurities, mm -hmm. you know. And so as we grow as men and we become more confident in who we are, then I think it becomes easy for us to be able to admit when we, when we make a mistake. What you think, Wayne? What makes a good man? said a couple of things that I agree with on. Another thing would probably be like, you know, to be a man is to do things you're supposed to do without getting the pat on the back and still going forward and still continue to do the things that you're supposed to do. You know, a lot of, a lot of people want to do what they're supposed to do and then get a thank you behind it, but you're already doing what you're supposed to do, you know. I think a lot of times, us men, we fail at that because we're, we're thinking since we're not getting cheered for because we doing what we're supposed to do, and we might slack off and back off like, okay, you ain't going to appreciate me, quote, unquote, I'm going to stop, you know, but, you know, that's, that, that's just my life, that's how my life played out. Yeah, you know? that's a real good point. But I, I learned that. And even I, another thing, I mean, y'all, y'all kind of both said it, and in, in the way you, again, I always say this about you. The thing that I respect about you the most is you being yourself. I, I think like 
it, it comes back to the honesty part. Like, we want to wear this mask at times with people, especially our women and our life and things like that. And we want to portray this or show this during this time and show that when you're with your lady or whatever like that. But now you got to do that constantly every single day. You got to keep <laughs> living up to that every single day instead of being your authentic self. You know, we all fall short. Like, why can't we just be our authentic self and they appreciate it or say this ain't for me and, and keep it moving? I just really think that that fear, like you said, I think it play a large part in our lives and we just don't want to face it. Yeah. Yeah. Right? And, and I think that's why relationships like this are important. You know, um, you know, I was hanging out with you guys earlier today and I just sensed just this genuine relationship, this genuine support, and this genuine respect for one another. You know, it was like I walked right into a group of guys that I knew, even though I didn't know them, but because I knew you and the respect they had for you, I felt like these are these guys are guys that I can vibe with, you know, even though I may be a little bit older than them. I felt, you know, I felt right at home. And I think the key to overcoming that fear and overcoming that insecurities has a lot to do with the relationships that we form with other men, the positive relationships, because we need to cheer each other on so that we can be successful in doing those things that are necessary to be a good man. You know, um, we living in a day and time, and I don't want to get off on a tangent, but, you know, men are being emasculated. You know, men are being... Um, um, especially a, a black man, you can't watch a show on TV. If you watch a show on the TV, the, the the person who is the idiot, the bumbling idiot, is the man. I'm talking about like a sitcom mm -hmm. or a comedy show. They they don't portray men as responsible because that's boring. I guess you know it's easier for them to 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 put the man down, and um, you know there has to exist. A group of men who have enough love in their heart to commit themselves to one another and to honor one another's maleness. And I'll give you a real quick illustration. Last week I was visiting a guy in a hospital who had a stroke. He was a man. And when he was going through uh, his his reactions to the stroke, he was, he was getting ready to have to go into surgery. He was agitated. And I just so happened to be in the room and the nurses had me holding him down. Then he needed to urinate. Now, I don't want to see this man urinate. Hold him down and take him to the bathroom. So, I'm holding him down <laughs> and I'm looking over his head because he's a friend of mine. Oh, oh, oh. And I'm not, and his wife is there. So I'm, you know, to me, I want to, I want to, but he's, he's out of it. Oh, oh, oh. He's out of it, but still, something in me wants to honor him. Mm -hmm. As if I would want to be honored if I was in a situation and one of my friends or one of my boys was there with me. So I think it's that type of mentality of men who are for other men that I think it's necessary for us to be all that we can be in terms of your first question, what, it, what does it take to be a man? I think it takes other men supporting one another for us to be successful in our maleness and in our manhood.
why don't we have that though? Like to me, that seems very rare. Like again, we, me and you spoke earlier, and like I'm, I'm, I'm very fortunate to have. A, it's, it's a blessing that I, the, the, the friends that I have in my life, like it was just total coincidence. We ain't plan to meet each other or anything like that, and I've known all these dudes since eighth, ninth, tenth grade. You know, and we still solid to this day. Like, and I cherish those relationships daily, but it's like I don't see much of it, and I, I, don't, I really don't know the reason. Like, everybody's individuals, you know, and just, just trying to figure out figure it out alone, and you're going to run a hamster wheel. It's just, <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> I, I don't know, and I think, I think that kind of, like, alludes to, so, so, when you're trying to figure out things on your own, now, now you look to TV for it, like you said, a sitcom, like, you, you, you see, you see that image every single day, you know, you see it every, every day around us, so, I think now you think that this is how your life is supposed to be lived, you know, to an extent, we emulated rappers growing up, you know, how you treat women from that, you know, you put that into your environment, was that the right way? Absolutely not. Right. Who you emulated more, Dipset or Lock? I'm, I'm, I'm embarrassed to say <laughs> the way I treated women, I, I, I think I always treated women more Locks or Dipset. Nah, neither. I, I think I, I think I was respectful. I, you don't think you was respectful? But, but regardless of the answer to that, why did we do it? That, that's my point. Because we didn't have a foundation of people to, to talk to about these problems or whatever like that. Or if we did want to talk to people about it, we would solve. You're not, you're not having these conversations that we talking about 15 years ago with, with each other. You solve. Let's get as many women as possible. Yeah. Right? That's right. You the man, depending on how many women you get. I think it goes back to slavery. Explain, please. Well, during the slavery times, there was, uh, the men were used like that. Basically like a rooster in a hen house. And that mentality of having as many hens as possible, or as being used if there was a really strong black slave, they would use that slave to impregnate as many women as they could because they were treating the slaves like property. And they, all they wanted to do was create the biggest and the strongest offspring that they possibly can. And we know how uh, much of atrocity that was. But nevertheless, you know, now you see these same uh, attitudes of moving from women to women that had been carried over even after slavery has long been abolished. It's just a byproduct of, you know, coming. But I guess, in all honesty, we'd have to look at other cultures of the world and see if the same problem really does exist among men to make a fair comparison. But that's the first thing that came to my mind. I mean, Boomerang was mine. I seen Boomerang. I just thought I was... I thought I was... No, that's good. No, that's go ahead, good. go ahead. That's, that's no, I mean, Eddie, Eddie Murphy. Yeah, hold on, wait, hold on. Marcus Grant, Marcus, Marcus Grant, bro. Marcus Grant. So you wanted to emulate that? You wanted to emulate that? Same thing. The same thing. Same thing, yeah. For real. <laughs> that's, that's, that's fair. Same thing. That's fair. And Cuban Gooding Jr. on uh, Boys in the Hood. Like, How we go from Marcus Grant to Cuban Gooding Jr.? Because that movie Jr. was real. Like, like, moving to with your dad and then... Seeing the difference between okay. living with your mom and living with your dad and then getting with these guys and then 
first time having sex, and then, you know. But you wanted to do what you saw. Get your haircut by your dad. Yeah. Like, okay. Okay. I can well, get my dad like Lawrence Fishburne. Yeah. Here stars. <laughs> why? Why? Where do our insecurities come from as men? I think a lot of the issues that we as men have in relationships, school, 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 your peers, whatever you think. Yeah, they were in school. You can't say school. Oh, 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 oh. Okay. Stay with you. I don't okay. know. I don't know where ours come from as men, but I know where mine came from. Okay. <laughs> Not being picked on the uh, uh, picked up on the five on five. You know, when I was like in middle school, you know, I mm. remember very clearly going to the court. Middle school. Middle school. You remember clearly. Yeah, clearly. All the high school guys would be playing and they would pick up five on five and I was just like, I, I wouldn't get picked. I had to wait till the next game, you know. That really right there had a profound effect on my life because I went in, I went crazy after ball, you know. And when I never forget the, the year I came home from my freshman year in college, I was on the, I was picked one of the first people, you know. And that that you you, about. you understand you don't understand what that did for me, you know, for my insecurities because as men, there's something that God put on the inside of all of us to be male, and to be male means we want to be respected. And so when you don't get picked, you feel disrespected. And that thing right there, you can do a lot of things to a man. If you really want to mess a man up on the inside, disrespect him, you know. Mm. And, and or, you know, and, 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 or being disrespected by a woman can have the same kind of cutting. So you when know? you say disrespect, is it disrespect to your ego or your character? I would say probably your, your ego, you know what I mean? Uh, and... I think that, you know, for me, I can think of probably the th two things that caused me to be insecure the most of my life. One had to do with how I was viewed, uh, disrespected by other men or my peers, and how I was disrespected by a woman, or dishonored by a woman. You got me thinking about Miss Baker in the sixth grade. I didn't know what the equator was. Okay. Um, social studies teacher. Social studies, seventh grade. This the first year I was in class with Dashaun and them. I went there the first couple of days. She asked me what was the equator. I said, I have no idea. She and a couple of people started laughing because mm -hmm. they learned it fifth, sixth grade. I wasn't right. in your class. Y'all, te my teacher ain't teach me this. And she looked at me like, like you didn't know what the color of the sky was. And it was Wrong a woman. And it was a woman. It's a woman. And. I look back years later and it's like, I, I struggled with public speaking for years. I never I never wanted to go to the class again, Wayne. I had it after lunch. I'll never forget because I didn't want to talk. It made me sick to my stomach to go there in her class after that day. And I look back at it as a man and I was like, whoa, I don't even know if I ever even got over it or even put it to the forefront. Like, I think it's, I think it's great what we're doing right now. Like, even if we don't even acknowledge you know, because we got to have the ego, right? Like, the ego comes with this tough exterior mm -hmm. thing, mm -hmm. right? We can't show weakness with ego. Mm -hmm. You just can't, right? But we also can't express these type of things mm -hmm. in order to grow. Mm -hmm. It's a major issue, right? That's a major issue. 
you ever had a moment like that that you, that you could think of? Was it one specific thing or uh, or just overall just because you're a prideful person? Probably not. Probably not playing varsity. Not even dressing varsity. <laughs> not even dressing varsity. You know? That's crazy. Probably that. Probably that. When I first had that moment. You think about you know the kid, and this didn't happen to me. But I, as, a, as an educator, music teacher, you know, you always hear the story of somebody says, yeah, I remember when I was in music when I was a kid. The teacher told me, just move my lips and don't make any sound. <laughs> you know, just stand in the choir and just act like you say. I used to do that in church. <laughs> I didn't know no song. But, but a teacher ain't tell you to do that, though. No. You just did it. I just did it. She basically told him he wasn't. He wasn't good, right? You, you, we don't want you to mess up the rest of the choir by singing. So just, just now that that wasn't my testimony, but you know I've seen people do that. And one of the things I realized that this is not an issue of insecurity that's germane to men, because you know, you know, um, anytime somebody of authority says that to you. And then you'd look up 40 years later and you can't even remember the names of your other teachers. But you remember the name of that mm. teacher. Oh. And, Always. and you can't remember the names of the kids that who were in your nice. class. But you remember the names of the one who made funny of a, one of your body parts. Yep. Or called you a name or, 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 or based on your color of your skin or anything. You know. You know. That's, and I deal with it all the time. <laughs> You know, because I'm dealing with the high school mind, and you all dealing with it, because you're dealing with with young people, and the, and the things that you say to them, and the experiences that they have are so important. Because you know, you can say one bad thing, one negative thing to somebody, and ten positive things, and they're gonna remember the negative thing. And if it if it hit them in a place where they were vulnerable, then they're gonna carry it with them. For the rest of the and that leads to all different type of yeah yeah Whew. all right let's get deep <laughs> um let's start with Wayne why is it such a challenge to be on the same page with a woman in a relationship just in totality from from men I'm not talking about you or well, it just from the respect factor she don't respect you then I'll never want to get. The man is never gonna get what he needs because she needs to respect you. She needs to know that it's not an even playing field. It's not. I'm the man, you the woman. If that don't never happen, if she says I'm the woman and I'm by your side, <laughs> no. Before you continue, I want to ask him this question about what you just said. Do you believe in uh, alpha and in a relationship with a man and a woman, or? Yeah, okay. yeah, I, I do. Okay, I just I think that those relationships were ordained by God, and I think they were ordained for a reason. And I think that many many times when we see um, the woman try to be the alpha, is that what you're talking about yeah, yeah, in the yeah, relationship? Yeah. You know, she might feel good about the fact that she is is functioning as the alpha, but I've never seen one with, that was really happy on the inside. Because I think it's it's ordained by God that uh, we have the roles that we have. 
I don't think that it changes the value or the importance of either person, but I think the roles are, divine, are designed divinely so that the relationship can function at its highest capacity. So that's why I agree. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, just the respect. After respect, then it just got it goes into the, the character of each other. Like, and, and that's a little bit over my head. I don't know everybody's situation, but if you get the respect foundation, you win. Like, that's 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 the hardest part, but that's the part that that would send you on your way in the relationship with a woman. You know, respect. What do you think from our end, though? Right. From from yeah, let me ask you that specifically. Our end in a relationship. A what's the what's the biggest we gotta challenge? Be a strong leader. We gotta we gotta be a leader. We gotta be a strong leader. Like women always say, like it's alright for a man to cry and all that. No, at the end of the day, be strong. Me, uh, you go to the bathroom and cry and come out back out strong again and lead. That's what they. That's that's what we need to do more of. We do it, but we need to be more of it. And once we lead like that, they'll follow. I believe. You think we lead? No, we, 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 we probably like at 65%. You know, mm -hmm. we, got, we got some little work to do. Probably like 65%. You know? The other 35 is like, we lead when it's all good, but then when we get bad, now we like, like hey, you gonna hold it down? No, we'll ever say that. Hell no. I think the biggest challenge is feeling some discouragement mm -hmm. that men have in relationships with women when they feel like the relationship is unfair. When they, because you know, I remember when I um, went and asked my father-in-law for my wife's hand in marriage. And he looked at me and said, son, I'm going to tell you, some days it's going to be 50-50. Some days it's going to be 60-40. Some days it's going to be 70-30. Some days it's going to be 80-20. And some days it's going to be 100 to nothing. And you're going to come up on the short end of those sticks. Then, then you still want to be married to my, to my daughter then. Mm -hmm. And, 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 it's in, and that's the way relationships are. They're never always 50-50. And so, you, you know, if you go into an event, a, a relationship expecting to receive the same that you give, then I think what happens is when we don't get back what we give in the relationship, we get, dis we get discouraged. We get disappointed. We feel defrauded as men. We're like, I forsook all these other women out here that wanted me for you. And now I'm not getting what I need from you or I'm not even getting... A percentage of what I need from you, and that's not just in the area of sex, you know, but it's in it's in whatever it is you know that you need. Uh, and and one of the main things that we need as men is we need to be celebrated in our relationship, because you know, if 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 your woman is cheering you on, saying, "Baby, you can do it." If, if if she's always complaining about things, then you just gonna be like, oh, you don't need nothing else when she cheering you on. She cheering you on, you run through a wall. You go against the world. See what I mean? And so uh, I think that when when you're in a situation where you're in, a, you feel like you're giving more than you're getting out of the relationship, and then at the same point in time, you're not getting the emotional support that you need 
I think that's one of the biggest challenges for men. I think that's why men step out on their women because, you know, you, you're, the one you're committed to is not giving you emotionally what you need. And then this little thing over here is, is cute, first of all, and then she's she talking to you the right way. And so she's talking to you in the right way that kind of heals that disappointment and that pain from the relationship that you're committed to. Now, I'm not justifying the man walking away. I'm saying, yeah, it, it, you know, if I would say anything to any men listening, I would say be faithful, you know, stay in that relationship, you know, uh, let it perfect your character. But you asked me what I thought the real challenge was, I think it's that discouragement, feeling, you know, uh, like you're not being honored by your mate. Hmm. Yeah, that's some, both of y'all, that's some real interesting, um, looks at it man I, I it's just overall i just think that in totality like we both parties is coming from so much trauma right like the man and the woman nobody really for the most part understands how to do it right right, right. and you bringing all that baggage into a union there you go yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah you're right you're right and i mean i'm but you i'm I'm not being I'm not being unsympathetic to the plight of the other person, but you the, the question was about how we feel as right. men, and so right. that's how right. I answered it right. that way. But I agree with you, you know, and that's really what love is: is when you understand the baggage that the other person is bringing into relationship. You give and take with one another. Yeah, yeah I, I don't even think uh, me me hit me me one time with. Um, do you love me unconditionally? Like she was like, she, yeah, yeah. She was like, man, forget love. That's whatever. Do you love me unconditionally? Yeah. Yeah. At, at the time when she asked me, I, I was when I really sat down think about unconditional. I was like, because it's a lot of it's a lot of pain and emotion, bro. Like with building something, like it's like everybody just go through something, like you said. They hit the door. I'm not dealing with this. But in a sense, if y'all if y'all if y'all not built for each other, that's different. But in, that's really lazy, though. In a sense, you're not even trying to figure it out and like see if it could really trying to build together. You just when your insecurity get hit or something like that, you just go. You just go. And it's like, especially with black people, I just think we just. I don't know, man. I know we've been through a lot. Um, over the years, but it just feel like we be giving up, like with a lot of different. I ain't even just talking about relationships. It just feel like we be giving it up, and that, and that, and that's why I really commend the people that fight. You know, like you say what you want about Kanye West or something like that, call him crazy or whatever like that. But he a fighter. You know, even if he's striking out and missing, you know, he still continue to fight. And I just don't think we won't do enough of that relationship. So. um Let's just end with this. So, uh, <laughs> what what gets us guys over the hump? Because, <laughs> like, I know it's right. Women watching this, like, man, he ain't that. He ain't that. Or whatever. My man ain't that. You know, they scumbags or whatever like that. So, let's end on a positive note. What, from our end, and again, we just talking about us. From y'all perspective, what gets us over the hump? You know, because that's all that matters. All we can do is be the best man that we can be. You know, and let the chips fall. You know, so how can we be the best that we can be, you know, move on to society and make it a better place from a male perspective? 
they ain't gonna leave the role. They watching, everybody's watching, you know. You always being watching. You not think you're not being watched, that's when you really being watched. That's what I think of that. Yeah. I, I agree with that. And I think, you know, in addition to that, you know, we need networks of men. Like, say starting with us and and others who can come together and you know do a few key things that need to happen to support us in our role as men to help us to get over top. One thing that we need a lot of as men is affirmation. You know, we you know we don't have too many people coming and t telling us, "Hey, man, you know you good, hey, man." You, you awesome, man. You know what I mean? Uh, you know, you're a leader in the community. Man, the way you work with those kids, man, it's it's, it's an honorable thing for you to, to be so fight for your relationship the way you fight for your relationship. You know, you're an awesome dad. You know, all of these types of things. Men don't talk to each other like that. No. No. We talk about sports. Yeah. We talk about money. Women. We talk about women. You know, but we don't understand the power of affirmation. And real quick, I had a mentor in my life and early in my career, and he he taught me this. And I would be going through difficult things on my job, and I could always email him or call him. And before he gave me any advice on what I should do, he would always remind me of who I was. He would say, you're a smart, talented, gifted musician and educator. Before he said anything, give me any advice of what I needed to do. And what happens is when we as men develop networks of men who know how to talk to each other like that, like that, then that affirmation helps to build us up. And and as we affirm one another and learn how to, to praise one another, you know, you know, you know, we don't we don't like you said, it takes fifteen years ago men wouldn't be having these types of conversations. But we need to learn how to uplift and support one another in our maleness and in our manhood and then develop the type of partnerships together, you know. And so I would, I would say affirmation, praise, and partnerships. You know, affirmation, men affirming one another. Praise, groups of men who are, who are committed to uplifting one another and in partnerships, you know, being willing to stand with your brother when he's going through a difficult situation. Because we all get weak and we all fall down, we all fail. But the worst thing in the world is to have to walk through this thing alone. The best thing in the world is to have another brother that you can that you can walk, you know, beside you as you go through difficult situations. Not I quote the Bible. The Bible says in Proverbs, faithful are the wounds of a friend. But deceitful are the kisses of an enemy. And so, you know, we need to stop blowing kisses at, at, at one another and being enough of a friend that we ask the hard questions, that we, mm. we, we give the hard challenges. Mm. Because if I just kissing you all the time, oh man, that's all right. You go here, she ain't nothing. She ain't nothing. She ain't treating you right. You go here. Oh man, you know, the man, he ain't treating you right. You, he ain't nothing. All that is is kisses. But you, sometimes what we need is men. We need friends. And friends always say the things that feel good, like a kiss. But friends will say the things that challenge us.
to be more excellent in our manhood. If they your real friend. If they your real friend. Yeah. Right. Let's end it there, man.